EcoTalks, your weekly rendezvous to talk about all things climate, nature, and the environment. Hello and welcome to our newest feature on Our City Radio, EcoTalks, where we talk about all topics related to nature, the environment, and climate. I'm Tracy Heindris. So this is the last Wednesday of the month which means that we're going to talk about all things gardening with our friend and gardening aficionado, Hendrik Dennemeyer. Hey, Hendrik. Hey, happy to be back. Yes, how was your summer? Good, busy, as oh. usual in the garden. Yes, I can imagine. So on this week's episode, I think I prefaced this last time we were on, that I am pretty bad. I'm, I'm good at keeping houseplants alive that much, but I have no understanding for gardening. I would love to, I just don't have a mm -hmm. garden. Um, but I have heard that there are different types of gardening. So I'm curious, can you tell me a bit about them and, and what, you know, what's different about them? Oh, there's so many gardening styles. Um, I think first of all, we could talk about what most of us imagine when we think about vegetable gardenings, right? It's uh, soil that you dig up, that you turn around, a bit like we see with farming, right? when tractors plow the field. So that's probably what most people are used to. And there's a lot of ways you can achieve that. You can dig with hand tools like a shovel, spade, garden fork, all that kind of stuff. But of course you don't have to dig. And I think in recent years, especially with movements like permaculture um, and other ecological and organic gardening methods, um, no dig has become really popular as a, as a gardening method. So uh, no dig, or sometimes also called no till or minimum till, is just basically a way of gardening that um, uses as little digging as possible, uh, as little disturbance of the soil as possible, um, which of course is less work to a certain degree because you don't have to do any digging, etc. But it's a different type um, of uh, work and at different times of the year. So. There's um, pros and cons with it as everything, but it's a really good alternative to um, traditional gardening. So where you dig up the soil and prepare the yeah the gardening beds in that way. So you mentioned permaculture. I've definitely heard that. Is that a different type of gardening or is it just an approach to gardening or what's the, what's the deal? Yeah, permaculture is way more than just gardening. You know, if you look, it's, um, you know, a um, design system of every you know thing of course um, gardening and um, how to treat the landscape but also how do you incorporate buildings and your life into living as ecologically as possible and with a with as little strain as possible on the environment and on resources um, but it's become very popular especially when it comes to gardening um, and a lot of the methods that are used in permaculture gardening aren't exclusive to just permaculture, you know. Uh, as I said, no dig is um, you know prevalent in a lot of styles of gardening. It doesn't have to be just um, permaculture. But there's certain key features in permaculture, yeah, which are well known mainly for that style of gardening. So there's something called chop and drop, which um, is something very typical in permaculture. So instead of uh, collecting um, plant debris and composting it, for example, you can just drop it if it makes sense in that context uh, and then just let it degrade on top of the soil there as a mulch, for example. Uh, but yeah, there's lots of things in, in permaculture that you could get inspired by uh, and use in your own garden, but uh, also on a much bigger scale. So a lot of uh, really well-known permaculture sites are really large 
and they use earthworks and that kind of stuff. So that's way, you know, uh, uh, way more, you know, complicated than the average gardener would need to know. So when you go to the supermarket, of course, you've got normal and organic, let's call it that, mm-hmm. um, fruit and veg. How how does that translate into gardening? What is normal and what is organic? Mm. Like what are different steps that are taken for the two? Yeah. So organic, of course, when you buy something is, um, you know, quite different to, well, just what the term actually means. So, of course, when you buy something, it has to be certified organic. And so that product was produced according to certain rules of a uh, certification body, which is really quite interesting, but, you Mm -hmm. know, a different topic entirely. (laughs) Yeah, Um, for another time. That's right, for (laughs) another time. So when it comes to gardening, organic uh, basically means, of course, no artificial fertilizers, no artificial pesticides, fungicides. But there are a lot of natural ones. Uh, There's also quite a few products that might be controversial. So, for example, you can buy a type of um, bacillus, um, which is like a type of disease which only affects caterpillars. And that's quite a useful product. It's organic. It's organically certified uh, to use uh, for cabbage plants. So for cabbage, butterflies, cabbage, caterpillars, so that they don't destroy your crops. Um, But it's not only about what you're supposed to avoid, what's unnatural. It's also how you treat the soil and that you use a lot of organic matter, that you use uh, humus, uh, mulch, compost to enrich the soil. And hence the soil feeds the plants, feeds the soil life and produces uh, really healthy plants, healthy vegetables. And it's supposed to have more nutrients than the non-organic fruit and vegetables. What gardening style have you picked for your own garden? Um, mainly no dig, uh, with some inspirations here and there from you know permaculture, um, but anything that can be of use. You know, um, there's so many different types of gardening styles where you know, some people might use amendments to fertilize their soil. Some people just use whatever they find. I guess I like this sort of frugal style of gardening. Of what can I do with the resources that I have at hand? What can I yeah do with all the stuff that I can find around me? Not necessarily because I'm cheap or anything, but just I I enjoy that. I I enjoy sort of being creative with necessity. Mm. Um, And uh, even then, if let's say, you know, your your style is no dig, you can still have lots of different ways of gardening. You could have raised beds, which for the most I don't at the moment, but you could. You could interplant, so you could have different plants with each other. You could have mainly monocultures of the same vegetables in the same rows. So there's so many things you can try and experiment with. And that's one of the things that I really love about gardening. And that I, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I'm still interested. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you clearly know about all these different types of gardening. And so you can create this medley that works for you. What would you suggest to people who are just getting into the pastime? And where do they start off? Because the way I see it, sometimes you have so much information at hand that you don't know where to start. So you just don't. So what would you suggest to somebody who doesn't know about all the different styles and what they all can bring? So if you have enough space, maybe just build a raised bed. I think a raised bed can be very useful for beginners because it's a a defined space. It's not too big, not too small. And you just have to fill it with uh, materials like soil and compost. And that's easy enough. Um, And it's also just a nice, it looks nice. It's a nice space. And I think that's probably the easiest way of starting with gardening. Um, As you said, there's so much information out there. It's sometimes difficult to know. I remember that as well. Whenever I started out, 
reading gardening books and so on, uh, it can be a bit overwhelming also because of the lack of experience. So just try, you know, try small and try a bit of everything, um, you know, and not too much at once. Just try a bit of everything. Don't do too much and then see how it goes. And that hopefully will motivate you to do more next year. Now we are getting to September. What is ready in September? What can you pick in your garden that month? Uh, still most of the summer vegetables, so pretty much everything is still available um, as long as you've planted things at the right time. Um, so, you know, anything from cucumbers to melons to courgettes to peppers, tomatoes, but also more greens, also more cool loving, you know, plants, maybe some spinach again, some radishes, uh, turnips, um, cabbages, so um, all kinds. I've heard that farmers around September do a second harvest sometimes. Is it October, September? They do a second harvest. Is that the same thing for gardening or not really? Uh, yeah, I mean, it just depends on, on what you grow. I mean, you can have things like the first crops in the season can be in the early spring. So when that crop is done, you could fill the same space with another crop that could be ready at the, you know, the end of summer. And then maybe you could have another short crop. So like even in Luxembourg, you can have two to three crops in one season, depending on how you plan it. Uh, and if you do everything right, or you could also just have one crop. Let's say you grow just pumpkins. You know, you would plant those in May and then they would pretty much take all season until September, October to be ready. Mm -hmm. So that was my next question, actually. What can you start preparing at the end of August, start of September in terms of planning your garden, planting stuff? Yeah, it's a great time of the year because, um, you know, you have less work. Um, it's slowing down a bit. Uh, but it's still warm enough outside so you can start planning ahead for next year so if you need any more infrastructure if you need more space if you need more raised beds if you want to change anything if you need to work on like a compost heap or whatever or gathering um, materials for your compost like grass cuttings or leaves or whatever you know um, september and autumn in general is a great time for that okay any final advice to give our listeners on the way? Hmm, let's see. Well, yeah, definitely try to um, yeah think ahead for the year to come and what you need um, and how you can use autumn and the winter productively to yeah, plan ahead for next season. Okay, well, thank you so much, Hendrik, for joining us today and uh, have a lovely September. Thanks, see you next time. See you around. <laughs>